Hi Bobby fans and welcome to the PO Forecast episode 15. Well it's two wins out of two since we last spoke and we've got an absolutely jam-packed episode for you today. So in part one we are going to be reviewing the two games, reviewing the Scunfort game, then reviewing the Warsaw game. Followed by that we're going to fly back into part two where we're going to do Matt's debate. Uh, there's been a lot of interaction today on Twitter and in the coming days before this and then we're going to go into part three when we're going to do the preview of the Rochdale FA Cup game and we're going to talk a little bit about the Checker Trade Trophy game against Arsenal. We are. Yeah. Very, very brief one. <laughs> well, we've got to talk about it a little bit, haven't we, Matt? So. Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately. All right, mate. So let's just kick this off right now, mate. Scunthorpe. It was a good performance. Well, good first half performance, definitely. Um I think it's another of those instances where we've not finished the game off with the the amount of opportunities that we had and obviously had to battle out the last 20 minutes or so once they got that goal. But another solid performance game. So, you know, I'm not too unhappy. Still sit top of the league after that. Um, Sunderland obviously slipped up away at Walsall, wasn't it? Yeah, away yeah. at Walsall. Yeah. Although I was actually hoping that Sunderland would actually get no points in that game. They went down to 10 men quite early on, I think, they didn't did, they? did, yeah, they did. 2-0 um, down at half-time. Yeah, I think it was the 33rd minute or something. They, they got a man sent off. So, yeah, a little bit disappointing. Obviously, the gap would be a little bit bigger, but considering, you know, the bombardment we received in the last 20 minutes of that game, all right, I mean, they... You know, they hit the target once in the whole game. They had 10 attempts, hit the target once, which was their goal. So, I mean, on paper, you'd look at it and go, well, actually, you know, Scunthorpe scored. But as I was talking to you about before the start of the show, we had 15 attempts at goal and only hit the target twice. So it just shows that really, again, I think, as we've discussed before, like the Bradford game, you know, if you don't take your chances... You know, against these better teams like Barnsley, who's coming up, Sunderland, who's coming up, Charlton at home, who's coming up. That you know, that's got to be a cause for concern, and we've got to work on that. But obviously, yesterday was a little bit better, and we'll go into that a little bit later. I think. I think the thing about the Scunthorpe game is, if you look at the stats, and we'll look at the XG, where we actually had a two point one, okay, expected goals, while Scunthorpe only had a zero point nine. So just under the goal they've got. You know, we we actually scored the two goals that were quite expected of us. Yes. I think the thing is, though, with Kenny Jacket and with the way we're playing, especially away from home, which is in some ways why we're quite effective away from home, is that we're capable of scoring a goal or two here and there. Yes. Maybe more if we can, if we're on form. Yeah. But the defence is really, really impressive, isn't it, for us? And I think a lot of yeah. teams around the league are really struggling to score against us. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, again, we're sort of um, push on with it, but... I think Stuart McCall said at the end of the game that we are the best defensive team in League One. So, and I mean, it's been proven. We Yes, we do seem to keep conceding this one goal here and there in every game. But, you know, we, we're still holding out. We're not conceding any more than one. I can't remember the last time we really... I think Burton, possibly, yeah. was two, the last two. time. Yeah. yeah, was the last time we conceded more than one. And you think, you know, all right, we've not had too many games in between that. But... That's that's still only one after you know in in the league anyway. We had the maidenhead game. I thought, oh no, actually, we could, I'll tell you what, we conceded two against Spurs under twenty three in the Czech Trophy. Again, that's, that's not the same relevant. team, basically. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So first team, yeah, it, it's great to see. It. It's so um, comforting. I mean, I I see a lot of people say, please don't keep doing this, Pompey, and and I feel the same. I, I hate it when we're. 2-1 up, there's still 20, 25 minutes to go. You just think, oh no. And it, and it's always been a pompy thing really for yeah. me anyway in particular. But especially now, I, I'm not so worried. I feel so confident with that back four. And this, you can see the, the, the togetherness of the team. And, and that's, I think, a big part of why we managed to hold on to games and get these three points away from home. So I can't agree more with you there, mate. No, I agree. And I think that... Back in the day, it would have been the case of we've gone 2-0 up, we're looking good, and then we would crumble and end up getting a draw yeah. or, or possibly a loss, especially away from home. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, I think that it's it's flipped now, isn't it, really? And if we go 2-0 up now, I'm pretty confident we're yeah. going to come back with a win. Definitely, yeah. Right, let's look at the goals then. Yeah, so um, Tom Naylor, again, I think... Yeah, he's really coming through, isn't he? His attacking is. side of the game is actually he's picking up some goals. Yeah, I mean... I. Th- don't quote me on this. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think he's got four this season in the league. 
I think it is right. Yeah, yeah roughly maybe maybe three, but I'm I'm pretty sure he's got four. Um, so for a midfielder that's more of a holding midfielder, yeah, you know he he does get forward a bit, but I'd say he's more of a, of the holding midfielder out of the two. You know, to to be on four, it just it's as we sort of said before as well when we were discussing you know the Scunthorpe game. The goals are spread so widely this season. And yeah. Four from a centre midfielder, you know, you'd go, well, all right, that's kind of expected this time of the season. But there's 28 goals across the front four. Yeah. Not when you're when you're actually allowing people like, you know, Gareth Evans to get forward with your play. Um, and then you're looking at the, you've got Ronan Curtis and Jamalo either side, both on seven goals now. I believe Hawkins is now on seven, seven. up front. Yep. Um, you just look at that and you think... That's why I don't believe our scoring is going to dry up like last season. Yeah, Because exactly. last season you had Pittman up front and yes, he was firing on all cylinders. And um, then 25 goals he finished with the last season. Yeah, but if he if he loses a bit of form, as people will do over a season, yeah. then suddenly, where do the goals come from? Yeah. But this season, you know, if Lowe's having a bit of an off game, Curtis steps up and again, you, when Hawkins is on, on form as well, we look like a really dangerous team. That's it, completely. I mean... On the note of Gareth Evans, Gareth got the second goal in the game. Yeah. And I mean, what a finish. It's, what an absolute finish that was. It's an absolute beaut, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and the pass from Thompson into him as well was just oh, it was so direct and he took it on the run. Lovely little chip over the keeper. Beautiful finish. Thompson has that class, I think, that he actually seems to know when to play the right ball. Yeah, and yeah. And we'll talk about, again, his contribution to the goal in the Warsaw game. Yes. But I really think that he, he's a very smart player, isn't he? And at this level in particular, he, he knows when to pick a pass out, which yeah. some other players might not know when to play the right ball. That's it, yeah. Yeah, no, completely. Um, and, I mean, it, recently he's he's been so direct with his passing as well. I mean, he's really drilling the ball into players, which, you know, for someone like Evans, who who likes coming onto the ball and driving into the area. Coming, coming late, yeah, into the <laughs> only, box. Only, yeah. Uh, Hugh just gave me this awful look, said coming late into the box, but I know exactly what he was thinking before that. Anyway, point of... That's bollocks. <laughs> yeah. So, and obviously then we, we conceded um, sort of midway into the second half. Poor bit of defending, I think. It was a bit yeah. switched off. Yeah. The one player, I mean, that we sort of picked up before the week last week's show and we said Lee Novak, seven yeah. goals this season and he hasn't really been up to the standard he was last season. He's missed a few games for injury. So to leave him unmarked in the box and let the ball bounce all the way through to him, it, you know, to Ken, me... Kenny Jackett must have been absolutely screaming about that because if we actually picked him out as the player, just yeah. mark him, keep tight to him. He scored against us last season, I believe, as well, didn't he? He did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But at the end of the day, these are small little mistakes, and if we can grind out this sort of result again, keep keep the uh, keep the uh, Pompey uh, HMS Pompey going, sort of thing. That's it, yeah. Then I think that you know it's a good result. That's it, yeah. No, I think I, there's no real you know moans for me about the game. Three points away from home, you know, and and we stay top of the league and pulled away a game thanks to you know Sunderland slipping up. It could have been better. But yeah. not not a bad end of the weekend. Yeah, so just rolling into the Walsall game now. Yep. And I think you were a bit more spot on with your prediction than me. I was, yeah. So I went with the 2-0 and you went with the 2-0. I think it was the first time I actually predicted a draw. You did. Yeah, you did. so I'm happy that you were right, Matt, rather than me. So that's a nice one on that one, mate. Yeah, yeah. If only I put a bet on that one instead of the eight-fold accumulator that I lost last night terribly. Thanks to Macclesfield beating Exeter. But there we go. Macclesfield. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sol Campbell. Solid soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously he wasn't in charge last night, but they stole a win at Exeter, high flying Exeter. So I heard um, him actually talking about on the um on the Pompey podcast, by the way. If you people want to go back and listen to that, um it's a good listen. Unfortunately not going on now, but that's a great listen. Go back on iTunes, listen to that. And he, they did an interview with um Sol Campbell mm-hmm. and I just remember him talking about managerial um, opportunities and how he's not been offered um, a manager opportunity and he feels like he's been sort of discriminated against mm-hmm. and he feels that he should be given a chance. I mean, this is a chance to play and take the worst team in the Football League. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> forward. <laughs> one more win for him and they've doubled the wins they had all season. So yeah. it's, he's in a good spot already. I, I mean, hopefully. you know, I think, I think he is, but... You got to think to himself. Maybe there's a reason you have to maybe start a bit lower down yeah, the pecking yeah. well, order. I mean, he's already been tipped for the next, or well, not AC the next, Milan but, job. <laughs> the um, the Spurs job at some point. 
everyone's saying oh, he's going to be a Spurs manager at some point you know let's hope so good luck to him yeah good luck to him I don't good know why he'd want to go back to to, uh, to Spurs after the, the abuse he got from them when they came down to Fratton Park that time but you know fair play let's hope anyway back to the Walsall game yeah. went a bit off track there alright <laughs> moving back to the Walsall game so it's a 2-0 win it is again it was a good win a great win could have been 4 or 5 though yep. again but at least this time we were you know not making real terrible errors at the back and, and having to hold on again at home I think we said didn't we there was really that one clear chance they had in the first no was it first half second half yep. where the ball was played over the top and the player hit it on the fall and blazed it over the bar that was a, that was one of those crossfield balls actually you sort of expect to see us playing to someone like Curtis or Lowe. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were actually very quick up front, weren't they? They came to they came to score goals. They played they two quick strikers up front. Yeah, they did. Yeah. I mean, it, it, again, it's nice to think that really all we've got to discuss, you know, defensively was that sort of chance. Really, I know there was a bit of a muck up uh, with Thompson. At some point in the second half that they could have got in on, but he sort of redeemed himself quite well. But other than that, we just peppered their goal. You know, we had the Ben Thompson first half effort that just whistled past the post. And that's yeah. a screamer if that had flown in. You know, and I, I really felt for him. I wanted him to get that goal, you know, so yeah. desperately as well. The league goal. The league goal, that for and yeah. you know, that would have been been great for him. Um, we had the Nathan Thompson effort as well in the second half. Wrong fullback for us. Yeah, yeah. Well, for you anyway. You're yeah. forty to one every week. Yeah. Um, and then we had um, the Ollie Hawkins header as well, which that's a honest, difficult chance. I, it was a difficult chance. He had a lot of players around him, and really, all he could do was just try and guide that towards goal. I thought it was. Did have a bit really. of a bad miss earlier on. He did. That yeah. was that was a bit more. Was that Gareth Evans? It was Evans, I think. Actually, I'm not too sure. No, no, I'm not sure. Anyway, that that was a bit yeah. bad. But that that header at the back post, I thought you, most people wouldn't have even got to that header. That's what I think about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, it was it was coming down fast, wasn't it, from yeah. the deflection? But I mean, I would expect Hawkins to be around that area and be, you know, really getting on top of a fullback where it's dipping down onto the far post. He's going to have a height advantage every time. And do you know what people say? Ollie misses too many chances. Well. You know, how much more does he got to do to prove everybody wrong? Seven goals, joined with uh, Jamal Lowe and Ronan Curtis. Yeah. I think he's having a blinding season again. Again, he creates a lot of opportunities for the players and not even just the assists he gets officially, but also some of the, you know, sort of secondary assists really picks yeah. up from his from his build-up play. I'd like to say about the Walsall game, I remember Adam uh, Pompey News now put out um, a tweet on Man of the Match and it was such a varied response. I mean, we're looking at looking at the stats here. You know, we had 819 people voted in this. 30% voted for Ronan Curtis. 30% for Matt Clark. 24% for Ollie Hawkins. 16% for Jamal Lowe. But not just that. But there was so many comments below of people that thought you know different players should be given it. You know, Jack Watmore, Nathan Thompson, ben Gareth Thompson. Evans. Literally, yeah. Ben Thompson, it, the list goes on, to be honest. And what we were saying about having that squad depth, this Walsall game has really, really showed that, that you could have given it to you know, one of a number of players, really, Matt. That's it, yeah, completely. And, and that's, that's just something that you can't complain about, having that many players up for, for man of the match. It just shows that it's not like last season where you could maybe almost every week bank on either Brett or Matt Clark getting man of the match almost yeah, last 100%, season. It was yeah. just, but this season, it's just so across the board and you can't complain about that. Yeah, it was cutting not to get four or five at home under the lights back at Fratton Park after 30-odd long days, but do you know what? You can't complain about the performance at all and it was a clean 2-0 performance, not too many problems at the back again. We've got to talk about the penalty that wasn't given. Oh, I mean... That was absolutely Spec shocking, Savers wasn't it? What? That was what, terrible. The referee, yeah. And if you haven't seen the, uh, haven't seen this, go back onto Twitter and uh, look at Greg's video. Yeah, at walks, walks this way. way. Yeah, yeah. Love that. Said that in tandem. <laughs> but yeah, no, you've got to look at it because the referee was stood in such a good, a, such a good like place just behind where Gareth Evans gets. I mean, the, the defender has two hands on him yeah. and, and takes him to the ground. 
it's it's a stonewall penalty. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really think the ref was that obstructed, to be honest with you. He was almost no. straight in line with it. And the linesman was almost straight in line with it as well. So Linesmen don't give decisions in this league, do they? They don't. They, they don't give decisions. Don't. I, whether that's ability or confidence... I, I think it's the referees, really. actually. I think that refs come into the game and they tell their linesmen whether they want them to give fouls or whether they want to work together or not. Some refs will get out there and they'll be like, right, yeah, well, I'm going to make all the decisions. So some linesmen are actually waiting for the ref to give throw-ins That's and it. stuff like that. While some of them will try and involve the officials a little bit more. But it's a truly shocking decision. Yeah. And what was even more shocking about it was the absolute certainty that he said no. He literally got his hands together, he's crossing his arms. So he's just thinking, why? Well, that's it. I just I can't see how he's not given it in all honesty. There's but then saying that, I think he slightly evened that up in the second half. I didn't think that was a penalty. Did you not? No. He booked him for diving. He did book him for diving, yeah. I didn't think that was a penalty. I don't know. I mean, it, it's one of those ones. I think it could have it could have easily gone either way a little bit for me. But no. then saying that, I wasn't. You know, I only saw the highlights of it. I didn't get to see that in clear clear enough. As I well, don't so. think it's penalty. But anyway, anyway, absolute another, shocker. Another three points. Unfortunately, the game up at the Stadium of Light didn't go our way last night. We were all hoping for a draw in that fixture. Sunderland ran away with it. Got a four-two win. After they, I think they did go three 0 up, and Barnsley got two back. So it, they were sweating for a bit, but then they got the uh, fourth goal to, to go two clear again. So it remains the same as it did on the weekend. But yeah. the games are, are sort of heading thick and fast. So hopefully we can maybe get some uh, points off of uh, Barnsley, Sunderland, and, and pull away a little bit. Yeah, it'd be great to come into that Christmas break, wouldn't it? It would. Well. I mean, just just after. Yeah, true. Yeah, but still. Yeah, Sunderland around that time as well, just before Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely. All right, nice one, mate. So, we're gonna fly back into part two in a minute. So, see you in a minute. See you in a minute. Welcome back to part two of the PO forecast. And Matt, do you know what time it is? I know what time it is. It's time for Matt's debate. That's right, Bobby fans. It's time for Matt's debate. And today we're talking about a poll that Matt put out on Twitter of if the South Coast, South Coast Derby returns in the 1920 season, are Pompey ready to get a result? Now, there's been quite a lot of chatter on this as well, which is surprising for one of Matt's tweets. <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> but we, the poll says we've got 60% of people say yes, uh, 21% of people say no, and 19% of people think it's completely too close to call. Now, Matt. How many people actually voted in this poll? So there was 231 votes. Nice one. Unfortunately, I didn't close it off, so there's actually still 11 hours and 32 minutes left to vote, everyone. <laughs> so if, you, if you're running a bit late... Yeah, if you've, got, if you've got an opinion on this, get yourself <laughs> stuck in there. <laughs> actually, podcast isn't actually to tomorrow, so it probably works quite well, really. But there we go. Point just, aside. No, it just means it's going to be outdated by tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, point aside, let's go into why I thought this was a debate. Matt, do you think that we could get a result against that lot down the road? I do. I'm really, really strong for it. Me and you were just actually uh, having a little discussion in the break um, and we were looking at the Scummers' stats. Just not a lot of stats, but it, it was kind of quite important considering what we were talking about in part one where we were talking about how Pompey's goals are so spread, like, out. spread out this yeah. season. So there's 28 goals across the front four, plus four on Naylor. I don't know how Matty Clark's got. I think he's got two or three. More, I think. Four I mean, well. yeah. Either, yeah. either way. So the, there's goals everywhere. Looking at the Scummers. Let's go with this. Right. The Scummers, top scorers for this season. They've got Danny Ings. With Ooh. five assists. Then it dro- uh, five goals even. Five goals, that's right. Then it drops off to Armstrong with two goals. Which he scored both at Leicester or no. Whoever they played on the weekend, he scored both there. And then Oh Fulham, there you go, that's who they played. And then Matt, do you say Holberg? Yeah, Pierre Emile Holberg. He's also Swedish, got two. Isn't he? I think he's got two. And, and then after that you're looking at Charlie Austin. Boo. He scored a goal, but he's only played nine minutes this season. Yep. 
Um, uh, their left back, Ryan Bertrand, has got one as well. So when you're looking at that and you go, right, the fourth best top scorer on your team has scored one goal and he's played nine minutes of the season. Yeah. They've only won one game this season as well, I believe. Yep. Yep, they have, they have won one game. They're sitting in a relegation spot. But people have been saying on Twitter, a few people have been putting that point across, haven't they, mate? That, they have, yeah. You know, when a team gets relegated from the Premier League, they retain a lot of their players. New manager know, comes new in. New manager could be quite dangerous. I sort of feel that that's what the championship might have been like five, ten years ago. Exactly. You look how many times teams have come up and stayed up in the last three, four years. It it doesn't it doesn't have the old tradition where it's back down, up, down, up, down, up, Bolton, down. Bolton or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah West teams. Brom were the, yeah. the ultimate yo-yo team. And this season, we were looking at the Championship League table and out of all three that have come down, only West Brom are, the, are in the top six of the, of the Championship. Yeah. You... And the other two respectively, which is Swansea and Stoke, are sitting in 11th and 12th. Yeah, and, and both of those teams are pretty stable Premier League teams when oh, they're doing yeah. well. I mean, Stoke invested really heavily in the summer, really heavily all right, maybe the manager, Gary Rowett, isn't the, the sort of person I would have said was going to get them back out of the championship. But with the amount of money invested, the players he, he's got, I mean, he's got Tom Ince there. He's mm-hmm. got, um, unfortunately, that James McLean, who we won't say much else about. But, yeah. um, you know, they've got a lot of players there that you would look at their team sheet most weeks and go, they're going to get three points. So, in my opinion, saying that they've got, they're going to have Premier League players, well, do you know what? They're clearly not Premier League players. If they can only win once all season and their top goal scorer has got five goals and their supposed top striker's only played nine minutes and scored one goal all season, the only thing he's achieved is getting VAR for next season. You know? I mean, yeah, let's let's be honest though. I don't think it makes much difference. If they're gonna come down, they're gonna they're gonna change the squad up. They'll change they'll yeah, change the squad yeah, up. Yeah. They haven't really got that much quality in the squad at the moment. Nope. As has been proven, you know, by what's going on over there. But the championship is such a competitive league, it's such a tight league. You know, that every game is important and anyone who thinks they're gonna come down and steamroll it nowadays is probably quite mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna if we do get promoted this season, Pompey fans, it's gonna be keeping a lot of the core players together and adding to that. Exactly. And if you if you look at teams Unfortunately, I mean, I won't refer to them, but Sheffield United, okay? This is an example for you. Ran away with League One, completely dominated League One, went up with a core group of players. Now, if you look at Sheffield United's squad, they actually still have a massive majority of players that won them the League One title the season. They went up a couple of years back. And, you know, they're pushing and sniffing around, getting automatic promotion in the Championship this season. So... In my eyes, I think we're going to be in the better position with a squad that's just won League One or potentially gone up second or however maybe. Hopefully not through the playoffs. not through the playoffs, but obviously that could be a possibility. But, you know, we've got such a a depth in squad now. They're full of confidence. And if this carries on for the rest of the season, be honest with you, I can't give any excuse for us to not be able to at least get something off them. I mean, there's been some interesting tweets come from, from the That's it, Matt. Roll them out. I am going to roll them out. I'm definitely going to roll them out. He's got, so... this, he's got this determined look on his face, by the way. Today. <laughs> yeah. he's, like, he's up for this one, aren't you? I, w- I was, actually. And, and it came from Adam of Pompey News now, actually, who you might have seen. He put the league the a picture of the bottom half of the Premier League yeah. and the top half of League One. And really, if you think about it, all that's separating the two is the championship. So realistically... You take the championship out of the equation. Yeah, what is the, what is that anyway? Yeah, that's it. That's it. There's two places between Pompey and Scum. Yeah, and you can just ignore the championship. That's it. Yeah, take that out. It doesn't matter. That's where we're going to meet. Yeah, two leagues currently right now. Two spots between the two teams. That's where we're going to meet. Is that like a Fast and the Furious episode? Yeah, well, it's going to be a brief meeting before we go back to the Premier League, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? So, yeah, you know, just don't stop worry about off that. on the way. That's it. That's it. A little little stop off. So we had uh, the first tweet from at Talon PFC. Uh, and this kind of covers our point a little bit. So he p- tweeted, I reckon we'd get battered because they'd have a new manager and premiership players expecting to go back up, but we'll see. Our lads are growing together. True. I mean, I'm not too worried about it. Think about it. They go down. They're probably going to try and go for the best pre- the best manager outside of the Premier League. Yeah. Derek Adams. Derek Adams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be a dream come true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's face it, they've gone through Plymouth manager before and they've got Paul Sturrock. Yeah, so... there's a link there and I, yeah. I can see it happening. 
<laughs> the only problem is I just I can't deal with his muggy face on every week. I can. He looks like he's born to be a scummer. <laughs> and um, again, Ben, Ben Ellis, yeah. we, he kindly tweets us every week. Didn't have too much to say on the matter other than he believes it's going to be hard to call, but as long as we keep Matt Clark, then all happy. Yeah. Thanks to Hugh Sarcasm earlier pointing out that I might be onto something with my, my sort of reply to Ben. You know, it, it really comes down to it, doesn't it? He's not going to be sold in January. If we go up, he stays. If we don't go up, he goes. Well, from what I've heard from Matt Clark, literally in every interview he's given, he wants to take this team up to the championship. He doesn't want to go anywhere in January. He's not leaving unless, for some reason, the club decides to sell him. I don't think they're going to, because that would stop us getting promoted, possibly. Yes. That gives a possibility of that, you know. And financially, it's, it's worthwhile to get into the championship. So he's not is. really going to take the money. No. So let's be honest, Matt Clark's here. If you don't get promoted... Then, then he's gone I there. think he's gone in the summer. Yeah, 100%. And then I hadn't heard from him, so I, I felt the need to, to shout him out, our super fan, Greg, um, just to see what he had to say on it. Legend. He is indeed. He is indeed. So uh, Greg said that it's hard to say. As normal, it depends on who comes and who goes for each team. But the scummers normally have an issue beating us. And this is what I was discussing That's with it. you, wasn't it, mate? Form, mate. Let's go into the form. So, last four games against the Scum, they haven't managed to, to get a result against... Well, when I say haven't get a result, they've not managed to beat us in, in previous four games. Mm-hmm. So, we've had two 4-1s, one at Fratton, one at St. Ferries, and then we had the two draws in the Championship. I remember that um, I actually injured myself at Fratton Park. Yeah, in the championship game, rolling down the yeah. curtain and yeah. Yeah, yeah, on the one-all draw. That's it, yeah. In fact, I, I'm really sorry I didn't take too much note of your name, but I, I was uh, sort of chuckling to myself the other day, not at your expense, by the way, but I saw a, a fan, a Pompey fan, had injured himself at Scumthorpe and torn ligaments in his foot and I think broken his foot as well during the Tom Naylor goal and stated that he was fucked for the second Gareth Evans goal and couldn't really celebrate it. So it kind of made me chuckle when... Passion, mate. The fact you didn't you didn't leave the game. Love that. Yeah, yeah. Complete and utter passion. passion. Fair play, fella. Yeah, no, I actually fell down about five or six rows in the stand. <laughs> yeah. I literally, didn't I cut my arms Whilst up? Whilst you were on the legs. phone to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sitting at home because I couldn't get a ticket. Yeah, gutted. Hey. <laughs> just too lazy to leave the house. That's the reason why. <laughs> lazy or just... Can't get out of my seats, I'm too fat. Immo- yeah, immobile. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, probably off that subject. So, and then we had uh, a last minute tweet from Andy, at Andy for ACG. Uh, and he stated it could still be in the FA Cup this season. And obviously we'll be discussing that once we go into part three and we discuss the FA Cup game. Yeah. Let's hope so. Let's hope that we can get a fixture, especially at Fratton Park. I'd love nothing more to get them in the third round at Fratton Park. Oh, yeah. You know, I'll be honest, another sort of thing I was discussing um, with our super editor-in-chief and aka my wife, to be honest with you, I think sometimes a, a derby can really come down to who wants it more. Yeah, it can do. You know, and and where the passion is and, and who who wants to, to get the bragging rights, really. Mm. And I would say that if you look over the last four games where we've beaten them 4-1 at their place, drawn two all at their place, where we came, you know, Norris got the 94th minute equaliser. I just think we want it more all the time. And the way that the, the passion and team is at the moment, if we can carry that team or a lot of that team through into the championship with the characters like Lee Brown, Jack mm-hmm. Watmore, you know, Anton Walks. Yeah. You know, who I think is capable of, of coming into the championship. I think... He's still young and he's got a lot to learn, but that's where the progression will come, you know. And that's why you buy players you think have got potential, not just on the basis of a short-term fix. Exactly. I think Kenny Jackett's trying to build a team that you can move forward with for the years to come, not just in the here and now. And players like Jamal and and Ronan are really going to develop into players for a long time for this club if we can can get promoted for a long time. I mean, there's such a a young team there as well. how much the mill will want for Ben Thompson? This is the question, isn't it? I, I, I keep mean, tweeting this question out on Twitter, but no one responds. No Millwall fans no. will even interact with me. And about I think it. I think I've seen a million Pompey fans say to Ben, "Please stay, don't go back." And why would we want him to go back if we could keep hold of him and take him into the championship? I, 
I think would be lethal, really. To be we, just, we just need to have a word because unfortunately he's a Millwall boy. He so all we need to do is make sure that everyone comes out and goes, "You're not wanted anymore, Ben." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Shatter so his dreams, and we'll take him on. Yeah. So we could get by the end of the season a hundred thousand fake Millwall accounts. Yeah. <laughs> and just keep repeatedly tweeting, "Go away, Ben. We don't want you. That's You're it. nothing. You're irrelevant." Look, Ben, bruv, don't want you, bruv. <laughs> yeah. No, obviously we wouldn't do that. That's mean, but. Yeah, we'd yeah, love to yeah. keep hold of uh, we would Ben. We'd love Thompson. to keep hold of Ben Thompson. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, really, I think it's so interesting that the, there's people that think we're not quite ready yet. And do you know what? They're they're perfectly and they're right, and they could well be right on on the fact that we might not be. Maybe it's us being too confident in the fact that we're doing well so far this season. But... They look so, but they look so poor. Like if you've yeah. tuned into any of their games or highlights or anything, their system doesn't work for them. They're defensively pretty frail. They'd never look like they're going to score. And the one thing I'd say as well, and this sort of goes back to my comment about the passion and wanting to win the South Coast derby. I, I genuinely think you look at the team and there's not a lot of players that know much about the South Coast derby there. I think Ward Prowse and maybe probably that young lad they got at the back, I'm not too Sam something or other, whatever mm-hmm. his name Pumper, is. Yeah. Other than that, really, they haven't got a much, you know, sort of homegrown talent that knows much about it. You look at Pompey, we've got Jack Watmore there, we've got Brandon Houndstrup there. Ben Close. Um, ben Close is there. You know, who are, all right, they might not play in the game, but they're going to be in the, in the dressing room around the squad building that up telling people how important it is to I think that I think with us as well it's, it's the fans and everyone knows how much it means yeah. I can just imagine like Ronan Curtis doing a Ricardo Rocha and just smashing, smashing the ball into the ball one into of the fans, the fans. Yeah, yeah, you can imagine how, how riled up they'd or be Lee for Brown him. would do something oh like yeah that, definitely you know, 40 yard screamer into it the it'll blast through the net and hit one of the face <laughs> <laughs> That'd be your dream country in more ways than one, wouldn't it? That's it, mate. That'd be like a wet dream, mate. That yeah, I'll give up a holiday for Barbados for yeah, that, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair play, mate. Fair play. But anyway, I think, that obviously, the fans want it more, the club wants it more. Yeah, I mean, Mark yeah. Hughes, he's a fucking wet blanket as well, oh, isn't he? I mean, there's been some interesting <laughs> He's a flannel, comments. isn't he? He's such a flannel, he mate. He is a flannel. And then, to be honest, there's so many comments about the potential of Sam Allardyce going down there. Do you know what? I think Big Sam for once in his life would even think that that's a lost fucking cause, to be honest with you. Yeah. And I don't think he'd want the embarrassment, really, to be honest with you. That's my opinion. Two, two words for you scummers, if anyone's listening. Derek Adams. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, if, if any of the uh, scummer ballroom are listening, Derek Adams, great choice. <laughs> Best manager outside the Premier League, according to him. <laughs> and nobody else in history. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, mate, I think... It's a pretty comprehensive summary, but I, I generally think that I agree with the majority of Pompey fans. 60% of them agree with us. Yeah. I think we could get a result, definitely. And I think it all comes down to the fact that it's a tight league, the championship. We've got a good manager, a system that works well for us, a good team all throughout. They're going to be rock-bottom confidence coming down. And hopefully, we can play them sooner in the league yeah. rather than later yeah yeah that cool. will only work in our favour and the first game being at Fratton Park as well just so that they walk into the cauldron straight away do you reckon as well I think we should have a little ban on bringing clappers with us to the away end yeah yeah away end yeah, yeah they yeah, can't just like bring the clappers from the stand yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sitting in the away end you know I don't know if they've got the capability to fucking use the clappers with their seven fucking fingers on each hand but there we go anyway mate anyway mate right we'll roll into part three in a minute so see you in part three well you hear us in part three. After the little jingle. That's the one. That's it. Welcome back to part three of the PO forecast. And Pompey fans, we made it. The second round. Second round, better than last season's uh, FA Cup run. <laughs> and as an absolute prize for our run into the second round, we have been rewarded by the football gods for an away trip to the amazing, we haven't been there recently, Rochdale. Yeah, yeah. Let's all head back to the Crown Oil Stadium. Whee. Although I should think... Uh, Mr. Mr. Clark will uh, like relish another opportunity of performing the messy goal. That's it. Absolute techers, mate, out on the field. So, before we carry on with the review, me and Hugh were just actually discussing before the show that we want to hear, were the pies or the balty pies that, that we spoke about before the last game in the league earlier on in the season where we won 3-1, three, three, 
were they actually as good as we we sort of were told they were? And also, was there actually fit barmaids underneath the bar, underneath the stand at, at yeah. the Crown Oil? I've got a feeling that that might have just been put out as a rumour by Rochdale fans are trying to attract away fans to the ground. I'm not sure if that's true or not. So yeah, let us know at PO Forecast. Anyway, into the preview. Here we go. We've got Rochdale. We've made it to the second round. We have. Kenny yep. Jacket. Is he going to keep the same squad? Is he going to rotate it? The Maidenhead game shows to me that he might try and keep the squad the same. As I said to you before the show while we were discussing this, there might be a couple of changes. Wheeler might come in for Lowe. Green might come in for Curtis. I think possibly Burge might come in for Watmore just to give Jack, Jack a little Watmore bit of Jack Watmore is the one I think might need a rest. You can't play three games in a week, really, Jack. No, no. You know, Kenny's actually said he needs to rest in games tactically. That's it. So it'd be interesting to see, but obviously there is the opportunity midweek to completely change up the 11, which I'm sure will be the case anyway. We'll discuss that later. But for me, it seems like Kenny wants to, to go on a run. A lot of you have stated you want the Scummers in the Cup this season. So yeah. I think the... the you know, I'm not too worried if there is a few changes. I think we've got the, the squad depth there. I think we've got the quality. Even if we did give Lowe a rest, Curtis a rest, yeah. uh, what more a rest. I'm not worried about Birch coming in. I'm not worried about Green coming in. I'm not worried about Wheeler coming in. I think they've got the capability, especially against the Rochdale team. I believe uh, they lost 4-2 at Oxford last night as well. Yeah. Um, they are so poor as well this season, yeah, Oxford. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those ties. I think... Half the problem with, with the draw was we could have hoped for a non-league team a game. But as far as I'm concerned, this is a little bit of a challenge, but it, it's just one of those ones that you think, not another team in our league, away from home, back up north on a Sunday afternoon, 2pm kick-off. I like that. You got the timing right I at did. that time. I, did, I actually did some research due to our, our sort of unknowledgeable fact last time when we were playing Maidenhead and was little. saying that it was a... <laughs> three o'clock or a Sunday or something when it was actually an early Saturday. So did my research. It's definitely Sunday, nice the 2nd of December, 2pm kickoff. What Unfortunately, it's not on TV. So don't I'm, get too excited. I'm, I'm surprised though. I'm just surprised. <laughs> it's the glamour fixture. The glamour fixture that everyone wanted in the cup. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's disappointing. Let's just hope it's down out the way. We get through to third round and we can hopefully get a good time in, in Monday night's draw, which is 7 o'clock, BBC Two, Monday night. I mean, I'm, what I don't like about the draw is, and we'll put this out there, it's been put out on Twitter a bit and discussed, but, you know, they, they keep telling us what number ball we are. Yes. I like to, I like sitting down here on the Monday, <laughs> say, before it comes up, and being like, oh, what number of Pompey is? Part of the fun, isn't it? Finding that out. I don't want to know, what, what is the point in telling me Pompey will be number 38 in the draw? Actually, Cheers for that. 39. Thirty-nine, sixty-nine. <laughs> yeah, no. Nice. We We are ball thirty-nine for anyone that did want to know in advance, just in case we. Uh, fly That's funny because I I literally just guessed thirty-eight. Yeah, no, it's thirty-nine. Well, there we go. There you go. There you go. Yeah, so, so I'll be tuning in if we get through. But Rochdale, it's a it's a very winnable game. We know is. we can beat them away at their place. They might come out with something to prove. That's one thing I'm going to say. Yeah, I mean it. I think the one thing against a team like Rochdale is you'd think they'd really want to be trying to focus on their league form, especially considering how terrible they've been. A 2-1 winner struggling Gateshead in the previous rounds. It doesn't really scream that they won a cup run to me, to be honest with you. But then is that just their quality and they couldn't really finish them off? I don't They're really know. They're a streaky team, aren't they? They, they? they play a certain way and... Unfortunately, when they when they click, they can score goals. They can, but they concede quite a few goals. And against us, we're too compact for them. That's it. We're yeah. too too solid defensively. We've got too much firepower going forward. And I I expect to see us in that Monday night draw in the third round. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just an interesting fact on on that basis, really. Um, if you, anyone was just thinking that Hugh has just been a little bit too confident, we've never met Rochdale in the FA Cup before, but we are unbeaten in the last three games against Rochdale. And there's been twelve goals, two red cards in those in those three games. Oh yeah, Jamal Lowe got sent off, didn't he? He got sent off in the opening game of last season when we beat them two 0 I didn't Park. think that was a red card either at all. Then there was the emphatic three all draw there last season. And then obviously we beat them three one up at their sort of beginning of this season. So It was a comprehensive performance that was as well. It was, yeah. Completely outclassed them yeah. all game. 
So, I think if, if we're going to do our predictions for this game... Right, Matt, fly into your prediction. So, I'm going to go with a really extremely comfortable 2-0 win away from home. And I'm going to go with Oli to, to get the goal. Oh, I think he looks dangerous against them at the back. He looked a bit of a flappy. Just, we didn't sort of pop it in earlier when we were talking about the, the widespread goals across the squad. Brett Pittman's actually scored four this season so far, bearing in mind the little amount of playtime he's had. I think we'll see Brett sort of come on and have a good half an hour, maybe a little bit more in, in this game. Yeah. And I can see him finishing the game off 2-0. Okay. That's got an interesting, interesting second. We're going to get both our strikers in the score sheet, according to Matt. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Right. I'm going to go for this. I think it's going to be a 3-0 win. Okay, yeah. I think we'll manage to keep a clean sheet against Rochdale. Yep. I think that the first goal is going to come from Ben Thompson. I think he was unlucky not to score the other day. I Definitely. think he, he looks so dynamic going forward at the moment. I think Ollie Hawkins will get one again. I mean, who can stop him at the moment? And he also gets a lot of chances, lot, creates a lot of chances as well. I think he's going to be a complete handful for their defenders. And then I think it's going to be topped off with a lovely little curling free kick from Lee Brown. Curling or driven into the top corner? No, curling. Curling? Okay, okay. It's going to whip it round the wall, Matt. And are we going to have a, a typical Hugh bet on that this weekend? Yeah. We are? Yeah. Excellent. Right. Everything I can afford, I put on it each week. I mean, I'd rather Lee Brown saved his beautiful curling free kick for the third round against the scum at Fratton Park but you know no you can score more than once Matt that's what <laughs> football's all about <laughs> okay okay well Lee you've heard it we need one from you in this round and we need a, another beauty from you in the third if, round if I'm being picky Lee I'd appreciate if you scored the first goal <laughs> <laughs> what so you can rest on your bet yeah, yeah. do a bit of a, a sort of in play match betting after that that's yeah. it otherwise I have to keep betting a pound after everyone scores how about you come round and take your mate out for a drink if that happens instead of worrying about your in play match betting afterwards <laughs> what take Matt out for a Pepsi yeah that's it mate yeah hardcore why not you messy <laughs> man right anyway talking about pointless fixtures and fixtures that really don't really ignite any fire in the sort of pompey fans <laughs> belly the kind of the kind of game that no one looks forward to on the on the calendar we're through, under the lights that's don't it. worry about this one no one's interested we still got to talk about it arsenal who yeah. would have thought it at, at Fratton Park yeah it's been a while I, don't, I can't see any of this, this lot uh, putting on a shirt and parading around Fratton Park afterwards <laughs> can't see a standing ovation for any of their academy players yeah no definitely not definitely not unless they've got a bit of class about them but I mean, really, what what can we say about this? Arsenal, I've seen their academy play at the Emirates. They've always had quite a good youth system. And if you look at, the, you know, they've had some players come through recently. Ainsley, Maitland-Niles being one of them. They've got Alex Awobi came through in the last few years as yeah. well. So, you know, they, they do produce players. And obviously, being a, a Premier League under-21 outfit, they're going to have some quality about them. So I think we've got to be screwed on. But it's very much like you said, mate, isn't it? They're quite similar to Tottenham. You've yeah. seen the, them play Tottenham. Yeah. Uh, you said yeah. this uh, in their, their academy games. So you, I think you said uh, your your boss shows you quite a lot of highlights from them as well. And they're quite a ticky-tacky team. They are. They like to play the ball around. And in the sort of way that you think any Arsenal academy team would do... They like to keep the ball. They like to be very patient on the build-up. They aren't a team who... They hit a bit on the counter-attack, but only after drawing you in. They're a team that, in a typical sort of Arsenal way, as you would think, play very slow, tip-tap, build-up style football. They'll try and keep the ball against us, etc. I didn't really think... I mean, they're a good team in some ways, but they're still not used to that having that physical presence on the ball. They're not used to being hassled, and they're used to being given that sort of, oh, we're Arsenal, let's have you know, people back off them. Yeah. I don't see our players giving them that time and space on the ball. I think that they're a very beatable team for us, unfortunately, because, I mean, it's a bit... I don't know either way if I want us to really go through. I would say that, although it's an extra game in the schedule, etc., the one thing about the Checker Trade Trophy that's been beneficial to us is it's given you know young players the opportunity to play. Well, that was going to be my question to you, actually, mate. So, obviously, in the group stages, you know, the likes of Brad Lethbridge yeah. had an opportunity. Hadji uh, Mangoya as yeah. well. He's, he's played a couple of times. 
Is this going to be the case again on Tuesday now that we're into the knockout stages? It should be. I it believe 100% be. if you're going to go with youngsters in this tournament, just stay with them. Give yeah, them that opportunity. That's it. Dan Smith's back from injury. He's been playing down at Bognor again. I think it's an opportunity to get him back in, in a no, blue shirt. I'd, like I'd love to see him play. Yeah, I would. I think Hedgy Mungoya, he deserves it as well. He's played in two of the Czech Trophy games out of the three. And he's, he's looked impressive when he's he played. He's looked very impressive. And you know what? I'd even say let's let's get Brad in the squad as well and, and you yeah, know why not? let him show this. what he can do again, you know, especially against an under twenty one team where the physicality, as you've said, isn't there so much. It's something that Joe Gallon wanted Brad to work on. It gives him that opportunity again. Show what you can do, yeah, definitely. I'm all for it. So if you've got players as well in the middle, if you start playing a few a couple more experienced players with them, the likes of Ben Close, for instance. Yeah, yeah giving these guys the ball getting his foot in winning the ball back winning that midfield battle I really think that it can really propel the youngsters forward and give them that opportunity to succeed definitely and that's what they need really definitely I'd like to see you know Louis Dennis play yeah oh I mean alright I mean Louis Dennis has only played competitively really two trophy games this season mm-hmm. but against Spurs he, he dominated the ball when he had the ball yeah some lovely bits of skill Got won the free kick for the Gareth Evans goal, so he's definitely got to go in in place of Evans for me in that game. I yeah, think, and honestly. also you know Gareth Evans has an absolute lot of running. He's on the ball. He's he's an absolute engine, you know. But he could do with the rest. And you know, there's too many games at the moment. And let's let's use the squad. You know, if, if we've got to play in this competition, let's make the most out of it. Really. Yeah, yeah, I 100 percent agree. So, match prediction. I'm going to go for a one-all draw in 90 minutes. And we're going to go out on penalties. Okay. McGee in goal? McGee in goal, definitely. Scorer, let's go with... Ben Close. Yeah? Yeah. A nice targeted drive. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going for the arrive late into the box, little duck and dive header into the bottom corner. I like that. That's a tidy finish. Yeah, that's it, mate. Yeah. yeah. And we all know Ben Close likes a tidy finish, like his butte against Gillingham this season. I like that goal. <laughs> I do. I think it was great. I genuinely like that finish. I it, really want to It was, it was pristine. I'd love to ask him if he deliberately meant to take the pace off of that. Or was it meant to be a through ball? Ethan... <laughs> He fooled the keeper, I think. I think he did the dummy that passed through. Do you know? You know, on FIFA, yep, you can like score by someone by pressing Y. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I think it was great. I think it was was that sort of creativity, and that's why he's a good player. Well, I mean, you think if you look at Ben Close's goal, he scored that lovely goal at Blackpool as well. Yeah, so. He's capable. I think he's, he's capable. I think he's just a bit unselfish. He, he's, 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 one of those, yeah. he's one of those players who always thinks pass first. He does. And he, I mean, he's really busy on the ball as well. Yeah. And he, he gets into lots of different areas. I'd, I mean, unfortunately in League One, it's not something we get to see a lot of, but I'd love to see a Ben Close heat map after a 90 mm. minute game. I've, I think he covers so much ground. Yeah. A lot of people say he hasn't got the physicality, but I think he's, I I'd call him a... a a player that's cute on the ball and, and has the ability to finish as well. His positioning's so, well and he wins the ball back a lot in midfield. Yeah. So I'm going to go for the 1-1, Ben Close. All right, let's have an interesting little game here then, yeah? Yep. Yeah. So, you think it's going to be penalties? I do, yeah. Who's going to take the penalties? Who's scoring? Ooh. You've got McGee in goal. I want to hear if he <laughs> makes the saves as well. Okay, so... Arsenal are going to win 4-3 on penalties. 4-3. Yeah. First penalty taker for Pompey. Ooh, first penalty taker for Pompey. It depends on the squad, doesn't it, really? Yeah, we're only, we're only guessing here, mate. It's having a bit of fun. Having a bit of fun. Um, I'm not going to hold you to it. <laughs> yeah. All right, Brett takes the first. Yeah. Brett takes the first. Then... Goal? Scores, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then Louis Dennis. Yeah. Misses. Right. And then... Ooh, Ben Close scores. Yeah. And then David Wheeler scores. Yeah. And then Ben Close misses. What, takes two penalties? No. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Dan Smith misses. Oh, that'd be heartbreaking. It would be heartbreaking for him. But, you know, it, 
it to me this sounds so bad to say but it i just want to get out this competition so that we haven't got to worry about these midweek you know fixture congestions no one turns up to the games they're completely irrelevant and also it gets out this nagging question me and Hugh have had for weeks on end would people go to Wembley if we made the final yeah yeah let us know by the way if you've got an opinion on that at PO forecast because I might stick a cheeky little poll out. I've been saying this for weeks. The poll might... did go down well, Matt. It did go down well. So it's the first poll we've actually put up. We've been saying every week. We'll yeah, get yeah. a poll up on, on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna make sure it's a priority of mine after the weekend, after the big FA Cup game. Yeah. I'm gonna stick a poll out just before the, the Czech Trade Trophy game. If we made it to the final, would you go to Wembley or not? All right. We'd like to hear your thoughts on that one. So my predictions are for the Arsenal game, yeah. I think it's gonna be 2-1 Pompey. Okay. I think it's going to nag us through to the next round. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be a late winner. Okay. Yeah. Christian Burgess, header from a corner. Yep. Yeah, I think that Arsenal aren't great at, aren't great at that sort of physicality. I've seen them play. They're big, not a huge team, are no, they? No, really? big old Burgess is going to come <laughs> storming in. It's, it's going to be a questionable, possibly a foul. That's not given in the box. Little arm over. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You know, really old school centre back corner yeah, yeah, goal. Yeah, yeah. Bang. Who's going to open the scoring for you, though, mate? It's, I mean, because Lee Brown's not going to be playing, are we going to have a Brandon Houndstrup 40 yard screamer, seeing that you love that <laughs> from a left back position? I mean, I was tempted to say you put Houndstrup at left back and push Lee Brown forward. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, everyone. You've heard it. Hugh desperately wants Limboy to score. Limboy? Limboy. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm not going. For, I'm not going for that. I think that it's going to be a Burge. He's going to get the winner. Yeah, but I think before that, we're going to see a goal from Ben Close. Ben Close, yeah, yeah. I mean, as you know, I'm a big fan of that, mate. So, yeah, same. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah. it's going to be close, and we're going to win two one. Well, let, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Anyway, Pompey fans, thanks for listening. Uh, give us a follow at PO Forecast, at Pompey News Now, at Pup Drop UK, at MCORIC87. Uh, you can listen in on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Apple Podcasts, on SoundCloud. Anything you want to ask us, say you want to, you find a new podcast in place to listen to podcasts, we're not on there. Give us a shout, let us know. And until then, Clap Pompey. Clap Pompey. Pompey.